Welcome to Dear Live, a podcast that seeks to inspire global voices of change, teach you how to live with intention, and expand on the eight dimensions of wellness. I'm your host, Jeanette Schneider. Every week, I'm going to drive conversations from self-development to generational social change, even to financial wellness. I am here to share my stories and reflections alongside therapists, psychologists, coaches, and wellness experts to help you create a healthier you today so we build a healthier world tomorrow. Open up to possibility for yourself, society, and the world. And think of me as the best friend you didn't know you needed with the comfy couch and the brainy stats. Let's get started. Before I introduce our guest for today, I wanted to share that I've created something for you, our podcast listeners. You guys all know that I am all about financial wellness, so I created a free course called Money Metrics. It's a mini course all about debt, how to get out of it, use credit cards constructively, and grow your net worth. Not only do I talk about spending, saving, everything in between, but I've also created downloads that you need in order to get your money right, to figure out what you have and where you're going and growing. So please sign up through the link in the show notes its code is LivePod. Today I'm speaking with Deb, also known as the Social Manifesto on social media. I found her on TikTok and fell in love with her immediately. She is a business coach working to redefine what it means to be a successful woman in business, elevating herself to a life of total freedom. She uses manifestation, mindset shifts, and business strategy to help women start and scale their businesses. I wanted to have Deb on the podcast to chat about manifesting and how you can use it to achieve your dream life might sound a little cliche, but she is living proof that this works. And let's be honest, I am too. I love it. Today, we are going to touch on what manifestation is, how to do it, and how to incorporate it into your daily life. We also talk about how to break away from your nine to five, follow your dreams, and the importance of change throughout life. She's just pure light and sunshine. You guys are going to love her. And don't forget to follow her on Instagram and on TikTok. She is the social manifesto. I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. Hang on tight. She's amazing. Welcome back to Dear Live. I'm your host, Jeanette Schneider, and I'm here with Dev Connell. Thank you for joining me. I am so excited to be here. Like I was saying earlier, I'm just, I'm always looking for opportunities to kind of share this information with everyone and anyone that will listen because it really is so life-changing, so amazing. So thank you for having me. Of course. Well, I found you on TikTok and I started following you months before we decided to bring back the podcast and rebrand and all of those things. And I told our bookers, I was like, I want to have her on because I was so like, I'm such a nerd for affirmations. Yes. They have changed my life. And I want to kind of dig deeper into like, from your perspective, the difference between affirmations, manifestations, like there's this entire spiritual versus pseudoscience around all of it. Mm-hmm. And so like, I want to dig into that with you for, but first I want to kind of go into the backstory because you talk about it pretty openly on your social media and you were not as shiny as you are right now. Um, so <laughs> tell me about the times when you weren't shiny and how that led you to find your practice. Yeah, definitely. Was for sure not as shiny as I am today. Um, a few years ago, I was stuck in the nine to five, like a lot of people. Um, I graduated school. I had a couple like small jobs here and there, but I ended up at a rental car company which was so unaligned. And I mean, I didn't even know what alignment was at the time, but now I can say that I was not in alignment. Um, So I was at a rental car company. It was like a soul sucking job. 
I was miserable. I am very open about not liking it and not being happy where I was. I would like cry in my car on lunch breaks all the time. Um, and I remember like having this low, like this one lunch break where I was recalling like the version of myself who was excited to go to college. And I wanted to be a vet. I wanted to be a veterinarian because I love animals, love science. So I was recalling this moment of before, um, before I went to college and I was just so excited about my life. I was excited to learn and grow and just be an adult, and like do big things with my life. And then there I was in my car crying my eyes out because I was working at a rental car company and I was like, what the hell happened to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was kind of the before. And it was actually my boyfriend who introduced me to meditation. I feel like it's usually the other way around, but right? for me. It was my boyfriend who was meditating and was really into mindfulness. And I hated it at first because I couldn't focus literally for more than 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I couldn't do it. My thoughts were wandering and I like was peeking when I open at the clock to see if I was almost done with it. But with persistence and with some accountability from him and like the consistency of it, I started to really like it. And I started noticing my mind changing a little bit over time and my confidence growing and my focus kind of like narrowing in on just the fact that my life could be so much bigger. And I started my first business. I learned to release what wasn't serving me, which was that job. So I let it go with no backup plan. I started a skincare business. That was like my introduction to entrepreneurship. That's how I figured out, okay, I really can make money online for myself, like without a boss, without a schedule. Um, And that did really well. I was successful with it, but then started being called to something bigger. And I was like, I want to show other women that they can do this. And it was like a fire was lit inside of me. And the rest is history. Like that's where I was introduced to manifestation and coaching and mentorship and all of the things. And it really just took off, especially with TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. No, TikTok is an amazing place to talk about all of these things and education, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things I love about it is like, you can be educated on a number of situations, governments and companies, like just in an hour. Um, I love what you said there when you talked about how you could feel your mind grow. Uh, And Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really interesting comment or statement because I remember when I first started getting into meditation, I would be frustrated with it because I couldn't shut my mind off. And what I realized, and I believe it was, I I had a friend who had a a, a guru and he said, um, it's not what happens during your meditation. It's what happens in the times in between. And as I started, well, of course, and he's like, you know, grounded in it. It's like spirituality just resonating off of him. And I'm like, tell me more, like, how do I fix my life? And I think it comes down to that. Cause a lot of times when we find these practices, it's because we are like, oh my God, I'll try anything at this point. I need to change what's, what's painful and what's hurting me. And I don't think people realize the power they have over their own minds and their own destinies. And I've gotten to a couple of points throughout my life, multiple times where all of a sudden you realize that you're down a road or you're working with partners that you don't like, or you're doing something that's just like sucking your soul away. Soul out. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, okay, there were times where I really enjoyed life. How do I get back? How do Mm. I get back to that? When you started, so you started meditating and then how did it, it's like manifestation, it seems like is a big 
is a big word for you. Um, yeah. Were there books that you read? Were there people that you were following? Mm-hmm. Like how did, what was it? Cause I feel like all of this stuff is like gateway stuff, right? Like you yeah. start yeah. meditating like leading and then, to the next thing. Right. And then like over time you have new things that come into yeah. your mind. So meditation, like I said, I started feeling my mind kind of expand and grow and really just become a lot more curious than I was before. I wasn't so shut off to opportunity because like when I was stuck in that nine to five, I call it being in the trenches because I was just like, all right, this is it for me. Like, Mm -hmm. this is my life. I guess this is what we're settling for. And we're so conditioned to hear that like, oh, that's just life. You know, when you're in a job that you don't like, it seems like everyone has normalized not loving their job, not loving their career. So that was like the trench that I was stuck in. Meditation opened my mind up to something a little bit bigger, something more. And then the spirituality just kind of naturally flowed in. And it was actually uh, Manifestation Babe, Catherine Zinkina, that inspired like the click for me for manifestation. And it was when I heard you can have anything you want in your life, like using your mind. And I'm like, huh, that's intriguing. Like, that's interesting. I want those things. You know, I started seeing her social media about like travel and wealth, like real wealth and actually embodying it, not being ashamed of it, not being like afraid of money or anything like that. So it opened the door for me to manifestation. Um, and I started studying it. I bought into her program. I started learning about it, reading literally every personal development or manifestation book out there. Um, and it really just like consumed me. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I have to tell everyone and anyone about this. (laughs) I love that. I think, um, I did, I had a personal development journey that I feel like is like started and stopped throughout the years. It's a decade long now at this point where, I was consuming everything I get my hands on to understand different aspects of, you know, personal development, whether it's trauma or uh, meditation or, you know, relationships or whatever um, they might look or may look. And I feel like there's a point in time with a lot of people, especially if they're healing something from the past where they shift from that looking back and kind of understanding their attachment styles, understanding, you know, what they need to do to fix their relationships, getting out of relationships, doing all of these things. And then at some point in time, there becomes almost like this shift where they're like, but what do I want to bring into my life? Like, how do I attract like the right relationship? How do I attract the right job? How do I attract these things? And this is the one point that like, I wanted to kind of talk about, because I I saw a post that you made about this. And I love that you, you talked about like our neurotransmitters, right? Because Mm -hmm. the one thing that frustrates me is that people believe that there is this great divide between science and spirituality and manifestation and affirmations and all this stuff is a bunch of woo, which I think, I, I mean, if it makes you feel good cool. But there is actual like neuroscience to the habits and patterns where we're rewiring our systems. So tell me a little bit about that and how you, cause I think you said before we got started that originally you thought it was a bunch of BS because you love science. So like, so like kind of help me understand yeah. what that looked like for you. Sure. So I told you, um, I wanted to be a vet. I was really into, I've always been really interested in science. So that's what I went to school for. I was very like factual. I wanted tangible answers for things. That's just always kind of been a part of me. So just to note, like, if you are like that, if you are one of those tangible people who like to have your hands like on answers, it doesn't mean that you can't be spiritual. It doesn't mean that you can't manifest. There is this like point where they make out, you know, like they come together, science and spirituality. So, um, yeah, I, I started learning more about the science of it when I learned about habit forming neuroplasticity, kind of like how 
your brain creates these pathways based on what you've been doing, you know, like how you've been living your life and how that kind of becomes the norm, like for you until you decide to actually change it and consistently do something different to create a new pattern. So that's kind of how the science started integrating, um, integrating into spirituality for me. And I was like, this is awesome. This is exactly what I need to kind of validate my curiosity into manifestation and mindset and how I can actually create a life and design my life rather than just like go through the motions and, um, kind of got away from that mindset of life happens to me more like life happens because of me. Oh, I like that. Yeah, no. And I think it's really interesting how, if you, if you, if you talk to either a yogi or a neuroscientist, both of them will tell you that meditation is legit Mm -hmm. and, and works on the brain. You know what I mean? So it's kind of funny. There is that space where everything meets and connects. And if you give that answer to a very kind of straightforward, logical person, and they're like, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) Right. Like I'll, I'll create some habits, right? Like I can get that. I can understand that. But if you tell me to light some incense and go in the woods, not my jam. So like, that's one of the reasons, like, I love these conversations because I think it makes the idea that you can completely change your life, either something really beautiful or really logical for you, depending on what it needs to be in order to get you there. What was the first thing that you manifested? Oh gosh. First thing I manifested. Um, I remember it was a parking spot and I used to live in Florida in West Palm beach, which is crazy around the 4th of July, like in particular. So it was a few, don't quote me on what year it is. Cause I don't even remember which one it was, but a few years ago, um, I was with my boyfriend and my sister and her boyfriend we had a full car and we were going to the beach for the 4th of July. And I had just read the book E squared by Pam Grout. Um, and she goes into like manifestation and that kind of thing. And it was really like pulling my interest into it. And I'm like, okay, universe, you know, air quotes, like <laughs> sure. it works, you know, I'll get behind it for, for this and just like run an experiment kind of thing. But I really sat with it and I really allowed myself to believe that I could manifest. Like before I started, I wasn't, I wasn't as skeptical as I had been before. So I think that's why this manifestation came into fruition for me. And it sounds so silly, but, um, we were going to the beach and, everyone's concerned about parking because parking is a nightmare. If you've ever been to Palm beach, especially during the day and on the 4th of July. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to manifest this parking spot for us. And I don't tell anyone in the car, but I'm sitting there and I'm like envisioning us doing all the things, doing the process, you know, picturing us pulling up, how it's going to feel. We're going to be so relieved. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, parking spot. Like we get to go to the beach. And sure enough, we pull up and there's like a million people there. It's people crossing the street, pulling in. And we're stuck behind someone and this guy walks across the street and I'm like, no way is he getting in his car right here, right (laughs) next to us. And he gets in and like, does a point to his car as in, you want this spot? Like I'm leaving right now. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So it seems very small, but it really struck this belief in me that it was possible. And I think that belief grew into other manifestations that kind of opened the door, you know? So Maybe that guy was just going to his car to leave. Maybe it was like a strong manifestation, but either way, it really kind of opened, opened my eyes to something a little bit bigger. I love that. I was actually, I remember buying my last car. I had Wayne Dyer's change your life, change your thoughts, change your life with me. Huge Mm -hmm. book. 
And I kind of did something similar where I was like, all right, let's see if I (laughs) think like these manifestos, like these, um, these ways of believing and relating and thinking, right. If I can, and I had in my mind universe, (laughs) I would (laughs) like this, you know, this interest rate, this, whatever, and everything came back better than I asked for. And he'd have to go and talk to the finance people and then come back. And then he'd be like, this is what we can offer you. And I'm like, Oh my God. And it was just like one of those funny moments where you're getting a little bit of a confirmation that, um, that we are much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Um, and, and chances, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I just, I find the human mind is so incredibly powerful and we don't even understand what some of it does. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They say we only tap into 10% of our mind. Like you can't even, you can't even wrap your head around what would be possible if you can tap into more because no one has, you know? So I think there's a lot, um, a lot that we just don't really understand yet. And I also think there's some peace in that too, that maybe we're not meant to understand that yet in the human experience per se. Yeah. I am there with you. I've always been of the mindset. Like I don't have the answers for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't exactly. always know and that's okay. Um, right. and, and I don't love people who think that they have the answers and want to be like, well, this is what it's for. And yeah, they're like, oh, there. just relax know. a little, <laughs> like, yeah. let's be a little magic. Um, yeah. Out of curiosity, like if you were, you were, you talked a little bit about kind of like your, like envisioning it, all of those things, like for someone who's new to this and they're like, I am tired. This is usually what I hear. I'm exhausted. I hate my job. I need to change my life. Da, 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 da. Where would you tell them to start? And what does the process look like in order for them to, to feel like they're, they're, and is there, and this is a, a second question. Is there a doing it correctly? I don't think there's necessarily a way to do it correctly because I think there's so many mentors and like amazing people that teach manifestation and everyone kind of puts their own twang on things. For me in particular, for every client, I always tell them that these quantum leaps that you're desiring in your life are disguised in the details. So we always start super, super small because if you're going to try to change your life, right? If I'm like, okay, we're going to turn your life around. You're going to get a new job. You're going to find the love of your life. You're going to move to a brand new city. You're going to do all these things. It's like, whoa. And it's overwhelming. And you can't take action necessarily on all those things at once because you're just like not capable of doing that. It's, It's too much. So quantum leaps happen in the details. We'll take one thing, kind of break it down. So say it's the job, We'll kind of narrow down what about the job don't you like? What about the dream job do you want to attract? And then we take those things and try to find moments and find like little inserts that we can actually do in the now. So we take your dream job and we start kind of making it your reality. Real job starts kind of becoming less of the priority. So I tell them, you know, your your job right now that you hate your nine to five, I want you to view that as your side hustle. Mm-hmm. and kind of flip the script. Your dream life now is your priority. That's your full-time job. It's kind of doing this manifestation process. And we meditate like crazy. You know, I get them into the habit of meditating even for 30 seconds a day, just to bring your energy back from present and future, like where your mind is always at. You're either focusing on things that have happened in the past, or you're looking for things in the future that are like giving you hope or the things that you desire, bring it back to the right now, because that's where you create from, you know, that's the unknown. I love that. As you're talking, like mm-hmm. I'm imagining even right now, like putting my feet in the, like watching my feet grow like roots. roots. Right. And thinking of yeah. where am I in this moment versus the fears or struggles of, mm-hmm. of the past or future and that kind of sensory experience. Um, 
I love what you said about flipping it. And I've done this myself. Like when I knew I was going to leave corporate America, I, I gave myself two years and prepared, right. For financial security, kind of like getting my life in order so that when I made that, that shift and that change, and that doesn't mean that my old job didn't to some extent go, are you still, (laughs) are you, hello, like, are you still here? Yeah. What's going on with you? And, you know, it's, you know, that can, that can happen. Right. And depending on where you are, I think in like your financial situation, you have to think of those things. But I also have noticed that when people start to do that and they start to look towards the life that they want and can lead their, um, their stance changes, their, their, their happiness quotient shifts because all of a sudden they now believe that something is possible. And part of me thinks that that's, that's That's the key. key. Yeah. You have to have the belief in yourself. You know, that's part of it. When you're manifesting, you manifest like a magnet when you have a balance of your energies. So masculine and feminine masculine is like what everyone seems to be stuck in. That's the doing right. That's like the go-getter hustle mode. You're like in the grind feminine is having that unwavering belief in yourself and that it's possible and kind of leaning back and being open to receiving. So nine times out of 10, when someone comes to me and they're like, I'm miserable in my job, or I want this big change or whatever it is that they want nine times out of 10, they're way out of balance. And they're like full force and masculine trying to do all the things and make it happen and take action. But they're forgetting to, to take time to actually believe in that vision and see it coming to fruition and start kind of acting as if it's already happened. So like being really delusional. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing too, is like, as you make that shift, you, as opportunities come to you, actually start paying attention to them or Mm -hmm. because you're speaking to people around you, they're now more like, Oh, let me introduce you over here. And I found that to be another thing. Like as I have trusted friends or advisors that I talk to about, Oh, this is what I'm trying to accomplish all of the sudden opportunities that you didn't expect Mm -hmm. to start to come. So it's like that kind of that lean in and that belief. What do you, do you have, do you have like a journaling practice or do you believe in having to write these things down? I know there's some like neuro-linguistic kind Mm -hmm. of mindset behind being able to see your words as affirmations on your page, or are you more like you need to speak it out loud and hear it in your own voice? Yeah, personally, I'm a little bit of both. So sometimes I like writing, sometimes I want nothing to do with my journal. So Um, I think it's like really important for people to understand that there's, there really is no right way to do it. It's not like, oh, because you don't journal, you can't manifest as well, you know, because you don't enjoy scripting out your dream life. You can't have it. It's, that's not how it works. Um, I started journaling because it was again, more of a tangible thing for me to do because I wasn't so spiritual yet that I could sit in a meditation and feel my dream life. I just wasn't there yet. So I think journaling is a good place to start. And for some people, they carry it through and they love journaling. They love scripting. Like, that's amazing. That's your outlet. That's, that's how you, that's how you operate, you know? But, um, if journaling is not something that you're like hype about, try visualizing it, try writing things on post-its instead of scripting out a whole thing and like sticking it somewhere you can see it. There's all different things that you can do, but, um, gratitude is a big thing that I do in like a routine for journaling. So if I were to have some kind of method like our practice kind of it definitely is journaling about the things that I'm grateful for every single day every morning that's um I love that I think one of the things I've noticed too is that like as we're progressing in our personal journeys right 
like, it's kind of funny because you think that you're doing the right things, but we sometimes put too much pressure on ourselves to get it right. And so like, I've had those moments where like, I have affirmations in my phone that I read in front of a mirror every single day. Well, I started reading this book called um, The Esther Anointing. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's kind of the idea of having favor. And I loved some of the language in it. So I started to use that. And then like, I had a really rough week and I didn't do any of my affirmations. And I was like, oh my God, it's all going to get canceled. You know what I mean? Like you're going to like, I ruined it. Right. I ruined it. I don't get it anymore. And so then I had a moment that I was like, um, I don't think that God's like, you know, you weren't there on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So you get a three day, like policy or something like that. And, but I think that we just like, as a society are kind of programmed that we have to do things at a specific thing Mm. or there's like, we're in trouble. I don't think any of this works that way. No. And that's, that's really big too, because, um, there's a huge kind of trend going with manifestation. I think it's kind of becoming something that people like talking about, like making TikToks about and that kind of thing. And a huge misunderstanding with it is that you have to be super positive and high vibe all the time to be able to manifest your dream life. And it's BS. Like Mm -hmm. it's not true. I, for one, am a very sarcastic person. Um, I'm not always super optimistic. Like I actually enjoy being pessimistic sometimes and like being that sarcastic version of me because that is me like to the core, that is the authentic version of myself. So I'm not going to, you know, fake it and throw up rainbows and unicorns all over everyone because that's how you manifest. Right. Um, you can, you can be from the other side of things because there's no way to like ruin a manifestation. And the best way to look at it is like your dream life or whatever that desire is, is constantly moving through a funnel towards you. It's just a matter of how fast it comes. So everyone's dream life is like meant for them. You know, that destiny, that alignment is really meant for every single person. It's just, does the person call it into fruition or attract it in the time that we have here? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's kind of how it works. So it's constantly moving towards you. You know, that thing you want, that desire is meant for you because you want it. The universe wants to give it to you, like wants to hand it to you on a silver platter, but okay, let's become an energetic match. So it's like, it's almost like clearing out the funk so that it can smoothly make its way to you, but that. it's always coming. <laughs> are, do you follow, are you, how do you feel just out of curiosity? Like what's mm-hmm. your relationship to some of the Abraham Hicks teachings? Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm not necessarily against it. Um, I've never done like in-depth research. There's been a lot of quotes from Abraham Hicks that I love and I like get behind a hundred percent. Um, I've heard some of like the, the negative talk about Abraham Hicks. I just don't really know enough to, to go into it just because I don't, I don't follow like one person or one idea or anything like that. I've really been forming my own around things. So that's kind of how I've gone about it. No. And I think that's incredibly valuable because I think that's with anyone I don't know that there's ever any right or wrong. Um, I just noticed that when I would listen to the Abraham Hicks things, um, recordings, like I I love the idea, but I also felt like I was doing a lot of things wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was like, oh, I'm not letting go enough. And then what is letting go? And what is that? And then you turn into this (laughs) like psychological, you know, you've Mm -hmm. got a cloud around you where you're trying to figure out how am I possibly blocking my blessings kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that that adds additional pressure. And I think from my perspective, Mm -hmm. I'm very much like you. I'm a very curious person. So I love to talk to all kinds of people about all of their things. And then I 
for my own. Right. And one of the things that I hope that people get from my platform and even these conversations that I have with you and other people is that um, these are all guideposts, but they're not hundred percent the right way. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I think no any, rule book. No, <laughs> just, no rule book. Yeah. No, as I think as long as the intention is there and you're moving in that direction, you're not giving your attention, your energy to the things that bring you down. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's some peace in that too, because like I said before, there's no right or wrong way to do it. So if you don't totally get behind Abraham Hicks, it doesn't mean you can't manifest. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of people kind of walk away from it. They see the TikToks and the posts and things like that. And they just kind of write it off as bullshit because they think it's too woo woo, too spiritual, you know, whatever it is, but you can, you can be yourself. You can be a little bit of both. You can be curious. You can be analytical. You can be all the things and still be able to, you know, attract the dream life that you want or attract the things that you like really, really desire about your life. I love that. What would you, if you had like, if you could give someone like, here are the top couple things like you should think about, or you should know as you're moving down the road, right. As you're trying to decide, like, here's like three tips that I would give you Mm -hmm. if they're new to all of this. I find a lot of people who are like, I have no idea where to start. And I know you talked a little bit about, um, kind of that you talked to your, your clients about the meditation and the shifting perspective. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that they need to consider? Is there a specific morning practice? Like, (laughs) We we hear all these yeah. things like I don't even know that I believe in morning practice anymore. So just yeah. tell me what you <laughs> tell me what you think. Yeah, I think one of the like core things if you're gonna take anything is really to sit in gratitude. And people hear that all the time. They're like, oh yeah, be grateful for what you have, or be grateful for the things as if you already had them. You know, mm-hmm. you hear that all the time because it's true. Like there is some backbone to that. And if you think about it, gratitude is the feeling for anything after you receive something. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the emotion attached to receiving. So if you can teach your body to feel gratitude for something that you don't have yet, which is, you know, comes with meditation practice. um, That's like one of the core ways that I feel that you attract those things into your life. You know, you feel as if it's already, already yours, um, but you do that by feeling grateful for it. And I totally get it because when you're first starting out, you have that that like analytical side of your brain saying, how do I feel grateful for this financial abundance when I can't even pay my bills? You know, that's one of the like big pushbacks that people give all the time is like, how do I, how do I feel rich when I'm dead ass broke, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's finding the other things to be grateful for because gratitude doesn't pick and choose. It's not like, oh, because you're not grateful for your negative bank account, you can't feel grateful for the family that you live with, like whatever it is, if you're still feeling grateful, you're still in kind of a frequency of receiving. So that's kind of where I start people like the very beginner who's never tried manifesting before, you know, you've always been manifesting. It's, it's a part of part of our universe. It's a law. Um, but consciously manifesting, you know, doing it intentionally. I always recommend starting with getting yourself to feel gratitude and just practicing sitting in gratitude, write out things that you're grateful for and just teach your body to kind of recognize what that feels like. So then when you go to actually manifest something and you're training yourself to feel grateful for something that's not already your, or that's not yours yet, you have that kind of recognition in your body. You've trained yourself to feel it. So you know how to, how to get there. I love that. So we had a, um, another coach at one point in time who talked about the idea that she would like the, as if like she had a friend who had a really fancy car 
and he let her drive it one time. And she's like, it's mine. I have called this in. This is what my luxurious car is going to feel like. Um, like a different experience she had where she was able to see the life that she wanted. She walk around like restoration hardware and pick out the furniture for the house that she'll eventually have. Right. And right. It's kind of like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put myself in the mindset that I can have this. It's not here yet, but it's coming. And it kind of builds up your, um, the serotonin, the oxytocin, right. It starts to flood your body with this. Oh, this feels good. Um, and there is the neuroscience to it, right? Like you start right. to use gratitude sentences, you start to release the feel good hormones and yeah. you're training your brain. That this is a positive experience. It's not something that I have to feel guilty for. It's not something lack. It's not cynical. It's a positive, yeah. a positive reinforcement. I've started doing also when you were talking, like getting present, I said, you know, rooting into the floor, I started trying to get present in those little tiny moments Like Mm -hmm. if I'm with my daughter and I'm buying her a cookie at the bakery and I'm just so happy for this moment with her that I get to share this with her driving and seeing the mountains in the distance and being like, I'm so happy that I get to live here and have this view in the shower. And like, I have like eucalyptus and stuff and being like, what a beautiful, great sensory experience that I get to have. And those sound like silly, small things, but I'm trying to train myself to just get present and like experience that moment so that I'm not one way or the other. Yeah. Those moments are actually really great times to practice your manifestation. Like when you're driving or I don't know, folding laundry, like when your body is kind of going on that autopilot mode and you're doing the things that you're just so conditioned to do, you probably know your brain is on, you know, that lower frequency and you're more open to receiving, you're more open to attracting, you're more kind of open to that creation mode mm-hmm. rather than having that high frequency brain wave where you're going and remembering and focusing and like all of the things. So when your brain is kind of settled and lower, it just makes sense that you're, you're kind of in that mode of designing your life instead of, instead of just going with the motions. I love that designing your life. I feel like everyone needs, there's a book when my daughter was little, it's called the magic paintbrush. And this boy could use a paintbrush to paint his life. And I always loved that story because it was so so, cute. Yeah. It was like the idea, like you can paint Mm -hmm. any life you want, but you have to, I think it was like, there was an evil like overlord who tried to use a paintbrush (laughs) and it didn't work or something like that. I don't remember. Um, But I loved the moral of the story and teaching kids from a very young age. Like you have the power to, to change your life where, if anyone wants to, to find more about your work, what you're doing and all of your great content, where should they find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. It's the social underscore manifesto. Unfortunately, someone already had (laughs) already had the whole thing. So there's an underscore in there. Um, but on TikTok, I am the social manifesto just straight up just like that. But I am, I'm very active on my social media. Is there anything that I have missed that you would love to impress upon listeners um, before we, we finish up today? Yeah, I have, like we were talking about for the beginner, you know, the beginner manifester, just kind of a fun way to introduce yourself to it. Um, I always love the idea of acting as if you were the main character in your movie. You know, you hear main character energy and that kind of thing all the time. But if you wake up in the morning put on a song and pretend that is it is literally like the intro to your movie, like your theme song, kind of, it gets you in a good mood just to start off your day. And then no matter what you're doing, whether you're going to a job that you hate or a job that you love, or you're doing something else with your day to act delusional, I keep bringing that word into it, but 
act as if a camera crew is following you around filming your dream life and you're the main character. So like you want the dream car, where do you park your Toyota? You know, you park it at the back of the parking lot because your Range Rover, you wouldn't want to park that where someone can ding your door. So you start kind of tricking your mind into believing that this is a life that you're living. You know, you walk into the grocery store, pretend there's paparazzi like lining the cars or whatever it is that kind of gets your brain into having fun with it. Um, but that's the biggest thing is just kind of enjoying the process. Don't force anything. Um, have, it gets to be fun. It gets to be fun. I tell that to my clients all the time. I love it. I'm, and I will continue to follow you and I can't wait to see what else you manifest because yeah. it's been fun to watch. And I'm so glad that we had this conversation and, um, you guys make sure that you check Dev out on the social manifesto. Her TikToks are fantastic. And I just really appreciate you taking the time with me today. Yeah. Thank you so much. I always enjoy these conversations. So it was a pleasure to be on here with you. Love it.